Hello and welcome to episode 8 of the Salopcast. Myself, Ollie Warner and Glyn. How are you doing, Glyn? I'm alright, Ollie. How are you, mate? It's been another good week, hasn't it? It has been a good week. And yeah, we've got our first guest of the season um, with Mike. Hi, Mike. How are you doing? Hi, Ollie. I'm good. I'm on top of the league. <laughs> <laughs> so, podcast today talking about the Blackburn game at home that happened on Saturday. So yeah, another good um, good one, and um, yeah, be interesting to get your thoughts, Mike, on the players, and yeah, get an opinion from another town fan on what is an excellent start to the season. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that actually. In terms of obviously, I sit with my brother all the time, and uh, yeah, we, we see things differently as we've talked about before, don't we? But um, yeah. it's gonna be interesting to get a third voice on on the start and, and the players and bits and pieces like that. So uh, yeah, we had a nice we had a nice pre match, didn't we, Mike? Actually, we met up in the fan zone, and uh, yeah, they got this new undercover job going on. I saw you in there as well, Ollie. So yeah, it looks pretty good, doesn't it? I was going to go in, but the queue was too big, so we <laughs> went in, inside and went and got our woods instead. Oh, well, there you go. It's a start, though, isn't it? You know, there we yeah. go. We're, we're on the way I to get to them. I saw their on, which made me very interested, but yeah, I um, yeah, the queue was quite big, and it was, I was, that got me a little late, so that's my fault. That's really. fine. Well, I only had one cider, so I was able to take observations on the game a little less drunk than I was the last time I yeah. went in the fan zone. I had so. a disappointment. I ordered an ale from Glenn, and he got me a cider, so yeah, it was a bad start to the day, actually. Yeah. And you would have been Bathams as well, which is like an absolutely epic black country beer. No, I asked um, for a shop lad but cider uh, came back that was bad you know. it sold out it wasn't my fault there we go that's all the main things talked about so that's it yep. beer chat done <laughs> let's call it a diet and go home no I'm joking no I think you're right Um, yeah we've all had a fantastic weekend and we're still probably demob happy after what happened on Saturday so yeah we'll go through the Blackburn game now and uh, see how Shrewsbury Town stay top of the league Shrewsbury were level by the break Austin Barkley with the final touch from Lee Steele's fierce cross so it was uh, Shrewsbury Town 1, Blackburn Rovers 1. Um, good old Toto got the first goal on 57 minutes, but uh, unfortunately Bradley Dack, who uh, is one of their big money signings, I think um, he managed to get an equaliser on the 85th minute. So yeah, 1-1 scoreline in the end versus uh, Blackburn Rovers, which is hugely creditable. I think we probably would all snap people's hands off for that at the start of the game, wouldn't we? Um, most positive thing when just looking at the, the pure stats, I suppose, Ollie, is, is, this, is the uh, the attendance. And we'll just have a quick chat about that in a minute and you can you can go through what you thought about that. But um, yeah, we'll just run through the team. Um, obviously, we've been talking recently about Riley and some of the struggles he's had, but um, he dropped out for Bolton was the only change. So we had Henderson in goal, Bolton, Nasala, Sadler and Brown at the back with Godfrey sitting in front of them and then Wally, Nolan, Abu Agogo, Rodman and then Payne up front. So yeah, usual team. Usual bunch of hard workers. <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was a one change that I think maybe people weren't expecting, but I think, I don't know if, if you know Ollie, but I think it might have been a bit of an injury with Riley. I'm not too sure, but. I, yeah, from what I heard from the post match, it was about, I think it was about, a bit about fitness. Um, and also, I think, um, also, Hurst was insinuating that her bolt had done all right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that's why, you know, two games and he's, he, he did, they didn't expect Riley to be playing at this point. No, that's fair enough. So, yeah, there you go. So, what about your stats? I've seen you've got a very personal link to one of your stats this week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was funny, actually. It's funny. Two things went back in time. So, um, um, pre-match, we had um, Stuart Dunst made a post um, on Twitter saying about, you know, players that have scored um, two consecutive goals. And I said maybe it was McGinley, oh, yeah. um, which took me back to my first season um, when I was supporting town, which was in 89, mm. which was the last time we actually played Blackburn Rovers. Oh, wow. In the league, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so we played them in the Cup, didn't we, last season? But yeah, in the league, it's been such a long time, hasn't it? Yeah, and then the attendance. So attendance was 8,200. You said, yes, 1,600 from, from Bratburn. So that was quite a good good turnout from them, wasn't it? It was fantastic. What did you think of the atmosphere yesterday, Mike? I thought it was brilliant, really. It was buzzing. I mean, I was on a holiday, so I missed the Wigan and the South End games at home. So I've read quite a bit about how good the atmosphere has been in the last few games, but it exceeded my expectations, certainly towards the end. Um and, and after the goal as well, I mean, the, I've not heard some chance like that at the, at the New Meadow for a long time, really. Um, so I was well impressed, yeah. 
So you can tell when we can get a crowd in and we've got a good team, we can get the place buzzing. It's, it's really good. And Mike, Mike always says that whenever Town play in front of a big crowd, they always bottle it. Yeah. But yesterday happens. was an example of us not bottling it. No. Really. All right, we've got the equaliser, but they did put a performance in, didn't they? And it was uh, it was well-deserved, the crowd, for the way they've been playing. Yeah, we always bottle it, don't we? <laughs> Wembley, um, big games. Yeah, but, um, yeah, it was it was a good, good performance. And yeah, I thought the fans were quite good on Saturday. I'd be surprised if that performance doesn't retain a lot of those sort of floating fans, if you will. Yeah, and yeah. hopefully that can be a, a a level that we can sort of maintain some much higher crowds on if the if the performances remain. I think. Yeah, it's it's just good to get up to eight thousand, wasn't it? Because wasn't it the biggest attendance since the promotion season? So it's like I think it's the highest attendance we've had in League One or something like that since we came up. So what what a, what a record that is as well. Yeah, it's good for the coffers as well because <laughs> first made an interesting comment that um, the wage bill is less than under the Mellon, Mellon era. Um, so obviously, any extra fans above the average will help that as well. Mm. Oh, you mentioned Mellon already. We shouldn't talk about Mickey. Yeah. He's having a hard time, no. again, isn't he? Bless him. <laughs> Bless him. He could be getting sacked this week. Anyway, there we go. So yeah, so fantastic uh, atmosphere that got everybody, got the players coming out to it. It was rousing reception, and um, everyone was bang up for it, wasn't it? There was a, there was a real sense of an- anticipation for once, wasn't there? Pre-match, um, which we've had for a few weeks now, haven't we? But you know that. Anticipation of playing Blackburn, the big team, and you know someone that could potentially stop this winning run. Um, I just you know, the first five minutes of the game kind of start, started quite poorly, didn't it? Because it was all Blackburn, but um, yeah, it was it didn't really sack the atmosphere away, did it? But it was it was a good start by Blackburn, wasn't it, boys? Yeah, I thought Blackburn came out the blocks really strong. Actually, um, they put us. They, their game plan seemed to be to get us on the back foot early by hitting it long. They seemed to go quite direct quite early. Uh, and I think just to try and rattle us really mm. uh, and try and make us deal with a few difficult situations um, which to be fair to us we seem to do quite well I can remember one sort of free header in the box early on but other than that I think we we dealt with them fairly well and then grew into it quite well mm. Yeah, it took us a while to get into the game, didn't it? Yes, definitely. Um, they had that free header. Um, that I, yeah, Dak should really have scored that header after four minutes, um, which is a bit of a let-off, wasn't it? Yeah, but they were quite relentless, honest, for those first 10 minutes, as Mike said then. Yeah. <laughs> we've been talking in recent weeks about how we've actually, and Mike missed a couple of the games, but we've started really well, haven't we, Ollie? It's been one of the sort of shining lights of the last few weeks about how our intensity's been high and our, our passing's been crisp and we've been putting teams under pressure. So suddenly, you know, we had a Blackburn team starting to dominate us at the start of the game. It was a little bit... A little bit different, a little bit more concerning, but um, it was again impressive how they grew back into the game. You know, they didn't have much of the ball, did they, in the first ten minutes? And then slowly, I think it was one that Henderson got. He held it for a little bit longer. He rolled it out to Brown. Brown held it. They played it along the back line a little bit, and they just started to make sure that Blackburn were aware that we were here to have a bit of the ball and here to play. We weren't going to just want to defend the whole time, obviously. And yeah, it was it was nice the way that they started to, to play their way back into it, and then obviously started to create a bit more going forward. Yeah, I thought. Um... I thought, that, like I said, Blackburn were quite direct and I think it was really pleasing to see that this team is able to adapt to different uh, ways of playing for the opposition. So they went quite direct and we had to... It seemed to me that Godfrey dropped off quite a lot and he was absorbing a lot of the long balls in front of the defence and then it gave us a platform to build forward on again. Mm. Um, and I think Blackburn probably wanted to take our midfield out of it a bit because it's such a strong part of the team, but we adapted to, to bring them back into it. So it was quite, it was quite good to see, really. Would you think we were giving them, you know, we were giving them opportunities? I can remember in the first twenty minutes, um, Brown giving the ball away, Henderson threw the ball, which was headed by Rose. Oh gosh, yeah. And we're a bit, Oops. we're a bit sloppy, weren't we? Yeah, it wasn't quite as crisp as, as the last few weeks. So say you, you said first twenty minutes, I think that's fair enough. I say when Henderson threw that one out and it, it got headed out of the way, it, you know, he's so keen and he's so energetic to get us going isn't he as, as a goalkeeper in terms of his, his youth and his exuberance and he, yeah. he wants to get it out there and wants to play, get his feet on the ball when he gets a chance to and start spraying those passes here and there and everywhere but yeah it did look like he was trying to 
trying to combat that sort of attacking start that Blackburn had by trying to get us going a bit quicker. And yeah, he got away with it to be fair, and, and yeah. you know it, it was it was fine in the end. But certainly sloppy is, is a reasonable word to talk about the first twenty minutes. But um, that was really as bad as it got, I think, in the whole game. To be honest with you. Yeah, it did, and just probably worth just saying to be fair, in Henderson, his passing is excellent, and he did that, did that, did that really cheeky dink pass over to Brown in the second half, which was just class. Yeah. So, so then, actually, yeah, just while we're talking about Henderson, actually, so Mike, what do you, you know, obviously, what do you make uh, make of um, Henderson? He's he's excellent, isn't he? He's kind of all you could ever hope for in a goalkeeper at this level. Um, he's young, so he's going to make a few rash decisions. You know, so I've seen him do a little sort of Cruyff turn on a striker <laughs> at one point and you know, throw the ball into somebody. But his command of his area is, is streets ahead of what we had in Luttweiler and his shot stopping appears to be around you know the same yeah, level, if yeah. not better. And his distribution's amazing. He, the, the way he kicks the ball and how he finds those fast throwouts, I think he ticks all the boxes and I can see why Hurst was keen to work with him again. Um, I incidentally worked with a Man United season ticket holder who uh, they're, apparently they're expecting quite good things from him. Um, I know he's out of contract this year, but he's assuming they'll give him a new contract and that um, he, he's sort of in the in the production line for United. So yeah, it's good signs. I think it's a it's an excellent bit of work by uh, by Hurst to get him in and mm. identify him. Because they've got they've, you know, they've got another goalkeeper out on loan at Villa, haven't they? Is it Johnson? Yeah. I think it is. And so obviously they've got his name, yeah, yeah, I think it's John Sam Johnson. I think it is. They've got two young goalkeepers out on loan at you know Villa and Shrewsbury, both Midlands teams. All right, you know there's a there's a league above between us, sort of thing. But yeah, he, obviously Henderson's doing all he can to make sure he's the next one in the production line ahead of, ahead of this other guy. So yeah, the, you know that what Mike's just said then is totally true, isn't it? What we've been saying, but it's also his, his passion as well. That I'm enjoying the most at the moment because we'll probably come to talk about it when we come to the goal. But what he what he did when he scored, well, we should say it now. He just he ran over to the West End, didn't he? When Nasala scored and just did a full on knee slide. Punching, punching the air as he went. So that's the sort of passion he gives you as well, which for a lone player is, is fantastic. So, yeah, there we go. So we got back into the game, didn't we, Olin? What was, what was yeah. the real first chance we had? Yeah, so it was a nice um, counter-attack um, from Wally, ran down the right. And this was one of the best moments of the game for me. And I think one of the things that I was a, not dis- disappointed is too strong a word, but I think, like, you know, Oldham, we didn't really show off true potential and how good we are, no. you know, actually playing football. Um, but this, for me, was one of the moves of the game. So Rawley ran, ran down the right, passed it to Nolan, did a one-two with a go-go. A go-go chipped it back to him and Nolan chested it. Yeah. It was that run he did towards the box, and then Rodman failed to make that kind of what you call like you know professional run. I um, mean, he should have made that run. And he would um, he would have you know had an opportunity to strike the ball in the box. Yeah. But for me, that was the kind of yeah that was the kind of the the biggest moment in terms of you know the game so far for Town going forward. Um, and at that point, um, we'd really set their fans quite you know the fans had gone quiet by then because yeah, yeah they battered battered our defence, but we held strongly again as we have done quite consistently this season. Yeah, I turned to Mike actually during the game and said, you know we're playing well because their crowd had gone completely silent. You know, big massive sellout like that, big big vociferous, you know, away support. You know, me and Mike had been to Oswestry in the morning. We took the kids to uh, this this play area in Oswestry, and we'd been to um, have some lunch in a pub on the on the main roundabout just to get to Oswestry. <laughs> we were sitting there having a nice quiet lunch, Ollie, and uh, about it was a double decker bus, wasn't it? Turned yeah. up. And these Blackburn fans got out and they were getting tanked on it. They were drinking... They were hammered. <laughs> getting Red Bull and Bonkers down. <laughs> and so that's why I was surprised how quiet they were because yeah. I thought they, were, they would probably be well-oiled, but um, obviously not. I think um, they made more, more noise in the pub than they did sort of the opening <laughs> well, after the first 15 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Did you think they actually made it? Well, who knows? There was a few empty spaces. <laughs> I saw their bus in the car park on the way out, so I think they <laughs> ah, did make okay. it, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so they, they were obviously enjoying their day out, let's be honest with you. But, um, yeah, we, I think that was testament to the way we were playing football. And, all right, we had that chance you just mentioned there, Ollie, and there was a couple of other half chances, weren't there, where 
again, we could we could look at the wingers and some of that final ball that we were putting in there. They were doing really well, Wally and, and Robin, in terms of getting down down the wings and, and getting into good positions. Just couldn't find Payne or Payne had dropped off a few times to help them in the attack and move and hadn't quite got there. So it was all nice and it was good football and it was getting the crowd going. Um, yeah, there was another one where I think it came to Robin, uh, to not to Robin, sorry, to a go-go in the box and it sort of just bounced off his chest. Yeah, yeah it came so, at a funny height, yeah. didn't it? Yeah, it was a bit unlucky. So yeah, they were, they were creating chances, weren't they? And, and, you know, we went on to really dominate the rest of that half. Yeah, we did. Um, just a, a question for you, Mike. Um, I know I felt, but what was your kind of, in terms of, like, I was frustrated with the ref, but what was your kind of view <laughs> of the ref in uh, the first half? Yeah, I, I, I turned to Glenn at one point and said, he almost strikes with somebody who's like, oh, I'm, I'm managing Shrewsbury versus Blackburn. Blackburn are the big club. I'm going to sort of ingratiate, yeah. ingratiate myself with Blackburn. And yeah. he seemed to, maybe that's just a Shrewsbury Town fan's view of it and a Blackburn fan might have the same opinion, but he seemed to give them a lot of soft stuff. Uh, there, I remember one point, I think it was Nolan, sort of, uh, sort of, Came in, you know, and shoulder by somebody off the ball, but it was a fair challenge. Oh, yeah, that was Gave away a free kick, yeah. and then sort of two minutes later, the same was done to Nolan, and he didn't get a free yeah. kick, and it was almost exactly the same situation. So I was frustrated by him, to be fair. It was great when he did give us that free kick, though, wasn't it, Ollie, in the first half? Yeah, in it the was, whole... and everyone started cheering. <laughs> everyone Angle stood up. up. I was like, yeah. hands above my arms, like clapping, you know, like you've just seen a goal. And uh, yeah, it was quite funny. And, and uh, yeah, to be fair, it didn't really influence him because he did still keep giving them very, very soft free kicks. And, you know, they had a few chances, didn't they, from free kicks as the half wore on? Um, they had one real good chance that the guy put over. So yeah, we got we got away with a couple of those, didn't we? But yeah, it was um it was it was a bit. We did mention it last week, didn't we, about our worries about that because he'd been the guy that had managed us versus Bolton last year and hadn't given us that Stonewall penalty. And the town fans that day, I remember we came away because we went that day on Fuming. Boxing Day, didn't we? And it felt a little bit like that then that he was favouring the bigger team. So yeah, we 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 didn't lose and he didn't cost us, but it, I didn't think his performance was particularly helpful to us. No, definitely not. It was, <laughs> it's just the little things, isn't it? It's just, you know, if Ferrefri makes an honest mistake, that's fair enough. But he was quite consistent. Yes. Yeah, I suppose you're right. You you like your consistency in referees, don't you? Whereas yeah. I just like to moan at them the whole time. So yeah, <laughs> there we go. So as, as I say, it wasn't really anything. You know, we played nice football. The crowd were buzzing. Um, there were some good, more good moments in the first half. I mean, you know, we'll talk about our top three, but um, it's probably just worth mentioning. You know, the defence. We talked about Toto and Matt Sadler. It is interesting. They they. Toto made a few more stakes, didn't he, in the first half, and and we probably similar in the second half. Um, he was a, probably a little bit slacker than Sadler was during that match. Would, would you think you would agree with that, Mike? He hit the bar with a header, but yeah, that was um, he yeah. did keep passing the ball directly to the opposition, <laughs> which was a slight concern for me. Um, but again, as usual, he won his fair share of headers. He he got his body in the way, which is basically what he's there for. Yeah, um, he could do with hitting, hitting his clearances slightly cleaner. <laughs> A few sort of scuffed ones, but no, he's all right. I like Toto. Yeah, so. we all like Toto, yeah. but I think I just think it's sometimes we talk about Toto and how immense he's been, Ollie, week after week. And again, I know Shropshire Star and some of the other media guys were talking about Toto being in the mix for man of the match. But again, you know, Sadler had a really good first half and second half, and you know, sometimes he goes going a little bit unnoticed at the moment, in the same way that we were talking about a go go going a little bit unnoticed in the midfield. So yeah, probably just worth you know just saying well done to Sadler really for a good first half on that on that performance. I thought. Yeah, he's solid again, wasn't he? Yeah, he's solid was. again. So, so um, yeah, I guess um, probably the um, the end of the the kind of the half was really that when we had that free kick. Yes. Um, after that weird foul on um, where we had the big cheer where they um, fouled um, Payne, so the defender fouled him, then the keeper fouled Payne, um, and we had that opportunity where Wallis was kind of wasn't really sure where to go, ended up firing um, firing over. Yeah, it was unlucky. Um, yeah, he was a bit unlucky there. Yeah, no, it was good. It was it was exciting half, and it, so they were roundly cheered off, weren't they, at half time, and, yeah. and rightly so, even though we were only drawing. And there was there was you know I think I put on Twitter I th- I thought 
to be honest with you, when you looked at the 45 minutes, we definitely shaded that first 45 yep. um, in terms of the, the game. And I know you've got some, some half-time stats here that you're having a look at, but possession was 50-50, but we had you know eight shots to their six, um, two of those shots on target compared to their one. So you know it does show that we had slightly shaded it. It wasn't just you know perception. It kind of gives you a statistical backup to what you did feel at the time. So yeah, yeah that was good. And then we all had to sit and listen to the PA system just be totally oh. crap at half-time as usual. It's 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 like torture. <laughs> it's really really annoying. It's I awful. Feel it's so it's so so um, tin pot. <laughs> it's a good word for it. It's like that white noise training the SAS go through. <laughs> Stand it for fifteen minutes and well, then you can get on the other side. It's yeah. Is it Shrewsbury Town's kind of one of their kind of mission statements to kind of like so the last two years we've had atrocious football <laughs> yeah. and now the football's good so they're trying to give us some some noise torture. Yeah, for anyone that wasn't there, it's like it's basically totally broken the microphone that the PA guy yeah. uses and it crackles all the time. But and the music it's not does just fine, the West isn't it? Yeah, it's in everywhere. Yeah, but apparently there's a new mic on order, Ollie, so it'll be sorted next week. New mic on the way. So fingers crossed we don't have to complain about that again, but it was bloody annoying. It, it, they should just turn it off or not do it when it's like that, but there we go. Someone's yeah. got to find the Golden Gamble number out, haven't they? So Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> there we go. So yeah, um, there we go. We went to my mum and dad and had some sweets after time in mic as yeah. usual, so that yeah. was good. And then got back to our seats ready to uh, hopefully see us get the next goal and uh, continue the way that we finished that half. So yeah, it kind of did go like that, didn't we? We came out and did pretty well from the start, I thought. Yeah, apart from Toto did what he did quite a lot of that game. The first thing he did was gave the ball away, um, which resulted in a cross and a kind of effort, a really good strike from their left back. Yes, just um, wide, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a real sh- good strike Creamed of the it. ball. Yeah, Henderson was full dive. He was straight. Yeah, straight, he you know. was. yeah, he didn't know if he, if that was going wide or not, did he? No, not for sure he wasn't there. So yeah, uh, yeah we'll just assume he had it covered because he's that good. <laughs> but um, yeah, it didn't look like that. Um, and then, yeah, and you've got next on the agenda, next moment, there was, uh, Brown was uh, fouled after some nice passing. And this sort of leads us into the goal, really, doesn't it? Um, yeah, in terms it of, we got a free kick out left, didn't we? And, uh, yeah, so it was Wally that eventually came up to the free kick to take it. Um, and it was pretty poor, wasn't it? It wasn't a, wasn't one of his best, and it was cleared. Um, and luckily came out to a go-go, recycled it to Rodman. And then he slipped as he crossed it, didn't he? Which <laughs> didn't look great either. Yeah. Um, so then came back and Godfrey gave it a go, and he put it in there. Um and then again, cleared very poorly, and then eventually came to Toto, and he sort of struck the ball home, didn't he? So yeah, it was uh, it was surprising because we we'd been really sort of having a little bit of a pop at, at Toto in that game for some of his uh, defensive frailties, but that soon soon righted the ship when he put that in, and the bloody ground went insane when that goal went in, didn't it? So good goal. What did you make of it, Ollie? Yeah, it was excellent, wasn't it? It was a bit scrappy, yeah. But um, yeah, really quick reactions from Toto to a rifle ball in the back of the net, um, and yeah, it was just yeah, it was just crazy at that point. <laughs> you, know, you went into the game a bit nervous, not sure what you were going to um, kind of expect. We're probably worth talking about Blackburn at the end when we finished. Going to give our view, view on them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just absolutely brilliant. And my little brother came to the game. So yeah, there was like quite a few of us all sit together now. And every all of us kind of yeah, bouncing up and down, going crazy. <laughs> it was mad, wasn't it, Mike? Yeah, I, I didn't celebrate immediately because it was such a melee in the box. I thought it was a free kick going to be given for hands on a player or yeah, something. Yeah, I had the in. same feeling. And so I, I, I spent sort of maybe 20 seconds looking at the lino and his flag didn't go and then I celebrated a bit late. But <laughs> it was a bit of a mental and it was the goal was almost perfectly timed yes. because the Blackburn fans were getting in good voice again um, and were, were sort of 
drowning us out at some points and it totally took the wind out of their sails. Yeah, and also that they were getting a good voice, weren't they? Because when, when I go back and think about it now, Blackburn had a really good five, ten minutes, didn't they? Although we'd been yeah. all right, they, they actually started, started to turn the screw again a little bit and looked like... I think I said again to Mike at the time that it looked like they were going to be the ones to get the next goal. So Mike's right, it was perfectly timed in terms of, of, of terms of how the game was going. And it did knock them for six, didn't it? You know, it was notable how they didn't they didn't deal with it and they, they kind of went in on themselves a little bit. And they, for me, were there for the taking after the goal. Yeah. They were very frustrated. I think that after the you know, I think they thought Again, and this is one of the beauty of this season is that everyone just thinks little O Shrewsbury, oh, they've been lucky so far, and we will put them right, yeah. we'll put them to the sword. Um, and just want to kind of go back when they um, when they had that free kick. So Dak got booked for tripping um, Brown, but they're one of their centre midfielders, and um, Smallwood should have been booked because he just booted the ball away way after. No, did he? Um, well yeah. So yeah, I was watching. I saw it on the. No, I didn't notice it in real time. I watched it on the extended highlights, and for me, this is just a great example of where the referee bottled it and didn't book Blackburn. I'm sure if that had been a Shrewsbury player who'd been right in his face putting in a yellow card yeah. um, and he didn't do anything. Um, so I thought that was a bit pathetic from the ref. He should have booked him there. It was clearly way after the foul and he boofed it away. And just kind of, for me, just kind of, kind of just a good example of how frustrated Blackburn as well were as well at, by this point. Yeah. I couldn't, couldn't score. Yeah. Um, I noticed after we scored um, what I will call the Ian Black effect. Um <laughs> In that when we scored, a lot of their players sort of turned around and were blaming each other and, and sort of, the deep, they don't seem like uh, a very harmonious squad like no, we've got yeah. at the moment. And they seem to sort of turn on each other and everybody else knew exactly what everybody else had done wrong. And having been through that with Mellon's team, sort of back in the first half of last season, it was noticeable that they went in on themselves and they looked rattled after we'd scored because it was like they thought they were too good to let us score. They weren't expecting it and they kind of didn't know what to do with themselves after that. Um, yeah, you know, despite you know everything we've talked about with us being top of the league and our start, there's still way more pressure on Blackburn yesterday than there was us, wasn't there? Huge, hugely more pressure on them because they've not been doing too well, and the fact they lost to Wimbledon last week, you know that pressure was on them. Even if we'd have conceded the first goal, I doubt we would have gone in ourselves, as Mike just said. Then it's it's there's no pressure on us, even when we're, we're even when even if we are to go behind, and we have done a few times and got away with it. So it's quite nice to be at the top of the table and be the team that's not feeling under pressure. It's quite mm. bizarre, really. Yeah, definitely. I would, wouldn't be surprised. To see, obviously, we don't know the numbers, but I wouldn't be surprised if we found out that their wage bill was maybe five times bigger than ours. Someone said it was ten million pounds this year, and ours was something like two or three million, which so it gives you a good guess. On that. Yeah, good yeah. guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was on, it was on, I think it was on something on one of the Blackburn fans had put, you know, on on, on Twitter or Facebook. So it's probably not one hundred percent accurate, but I wouldn't be surprised if those figures are in the right ballpark. And and no, let's be honest, not. you know, we're gonna probably in a, not not on the same sort of wages, but. There's been a lot, you know, most teams we'll have played this season have had a bigger wage bill than us. Not by a lot, some of them, you know, the smaller teams. But even teams like Northampton, I'll bet you they're not, you know, paying less than we are for their players. You know, it'll no, probably be on a, on a par. And so, yeah, we're definitely punching above our weight in this league. And, and it's been long may it continue, really, in terms of that. But um, Especially if the wage bill's gone down compared to yeah. under Mellon as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. We have True spent enough. a bit of money, haven't we, to fair play to the club for that. Yes. But um, just in terms of money, um, do you know that they spent £750,000 on DAC? Yep. So that just kind of puts into context, you know, um, like, you know, so they spent nearly half of our wage on one player. That's how much we um, sold you off for originally. <laughs> she gives you some, some example of the fact that our most expensive signing, our most expensive sale initially ever, I think it went up to a million one hundred, didn't it, in the end, because of obviously on sales. But yeah, they're playing, they're playing, paying players this season in this league what a premiership team paid for our best goalkeeper ever. So interesting comparison. There we go. Yeah, definitely. So, um, so yeah, back to the game. And at this point we were just, yeah, just loving it, weren't we? The Shrewsbury fans are in full voice and, um, yeah, giving some, we'll come on to the chance at the end, maybe the atmosphere and stuff at the end. Yeah. But, um, 
And then we had that um, absolutely, um, yeah, so if you've put in here, Glenn, a couple, sorry, let's start again. Go on. Yep. So we had that, um, they had that opportunity, didn't they, where um, Toto did a really weird header where he almost headed it backwards, <laughs> <laughs> which was a bit odd. Yeah. Um, and then they had another chance to score and then Toto blocked. So he kind of, um, he redeemed himself. Oh, uh, yeah, a few yeah. Hard, a few mouths, you know, a few um, scary moments in this in this game. That's what Toto kept doing the whole game, wasn't it? Though it was like I, I think he did like one error, one really good important moment in the game, one error, one really good yeah. important moment in the game. So overall, we can't complain about him too much, and we got away with it. So never in, mind. In Toto's defence, I think that his he was tasked up against their number nine, uh, Samuel. I think his name yeah, was. Yeah, he was good. And he he kept dropping off deep to go and get the ball, and he was making quite a lot happen for them. But I think Toto's instructions are obviously to keep the shape and, and keep a very very good line with Sadler. So he couldn't go off and follow him. No. And then a midfielder would come through and take his place, who Toto would mark, and then nine would come through. And he was getting a bit caught between the two sometimes, but he was doing a good job of what he was doing. But I think in his defence, he had he had a tough afternoon because that Samuel was a very good player, probably their best player, I'd say. Yeah, he did run him a lot, didn't he? And it was noticeable at the end that Sadler and Toto were both suffering from cramp really badly. So you could show the amount of running they probably did in that game compared to some of the other games they've had this season where you know they might not have had as, as tough games. But Mike's right, that number nine was good. And they had some good... But we're probably just we're talking about Blackburn, really. They... You know, as much as they didn't play very well, and they, you know, their manager's gone on to say it was their worst performance of the season, and I think every team we play at the moment says, "Oh, that was the worst <laughs> we played all season." We're and we get some luck, aren't and we? And then we just, run, yeah. we just turn around and say, "Well, we play better than that, so it's fine." Um, but yeah, I mean, they had some good players, and I'd be surprised if they don't put put a run put a run together that doesn't put them in top six by end of the season. You can see they have got some really class players. Just the fact they have got players like Whittingham on the bench, exactly. Um, yeah. But yeah, actually, it's probably just worth yeah. While we're here, I'm talking about Blackburn. They've clearly got a class players. You know, they've got um, good goal. Their goalkeeper's pretty solid. Um, made some good saves. They've clearly got quality all throughout the squad. But one thing I saw on Twitter was their fans kind of bemoaning um, how poor they are going forward. And it's interesting you um, you were talking about how you know they didn't have that harmonious kind of like culture in their squad. No. And um, we kind of put questions about how well they're being trained. And yeah, were you a bit disappointed, Mike, in terms of how? how kind of ineffective they were going forward. Yeah, I was expecting a bit more. The, the names, you know, you sort of say, you know, Danny Graham, um, mm. who was in the Premiership maybe, what was he, two years yeah, ago? Um, completely ineffectual, got subbed off, didn't really see much from him. Dak, who obviously cost him a lot of money, you know, he got around a bit, but, you know, I didn't really see... You're saying I can't see why they wouldn't be top six, but I can see why they wouldn't be. If, yeah, they, if they don't, yeah, if they don't pick up together. on some of the Dak yeah. stuff. And, and again, if their fans are saying they're terrible going forward, I thought they were... They were a bit shaky at the back. That's what I read on Twitter, actually. I think their fans were actually more, the bits I read, were more uh, uncomplimentary about their defence. You know, someone, I read it, someone, Bolton fans calling it another defensive horror show and, you know, the same old problems at the back and sort of thing like that. So, obviously, fans at Blackburn have got a few issues with them going forward and backwards. Because, talking about going forward, they had the guy who was from Telford, what was his name, who played on the wing, sort of, one of the, I can't remember his name now. Don't know. Anyway, other other fans will remember his name now. But he was also another highly prized, highly rated player as well. And he, he didn't particularly have a good game either. So yeah, they certainly got problems they're going to have to iron out going forward and backwards. So we'll have to see how they go really. But they're not not doing too well at the moment. No. Yeah. Oh well. Unlucky guys. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. Go and go and they need to sell some more fried chicken and spend some more money on players. That's oh, it's, it's pretty bad what's going on with their club in it. To be fair, but um. I don't know. There we go. Hopefully, we never have to deal with that. Um, so yeah. So what happened after that, Ollie? I was just looking. I was just looking at the agenda. Yeah. I, I wanted to have a quick chat about um, the commitment of our players. Now we just talked about Blackburn, and we we talked about their lack of commitment. It was two key moments in that game, right? Which weren't goal scoring chances or blocks on the line, but they they were the sort of moments that 
got me out my seat and got me cheering and roaring on. And it was purely to do with commitment. The first moment was was when there was a Blackburn wing. He went down the wing on the on the West Sand side. He was going, he was going, and three town players just came and harassed him, like got right round him, and and just eventually nicked the ball off him. And we played it, and away we went. And it was just brilliant to see that everyone was up and cheering for that. And then the second one was in the second half as well, where. I think the ball had taken a deflection off one of our players and it sort of was rolling out on the far side over by the um, the east stand and Abu Agogo ran as bloody high as fast as he could to try and keep it in. He just about got to it on the line, did a little back heel flick and rolled it back and I think it came to one of the wingers who then passed it into Nolan and again, away we went. And it was just that two moments really that was, to me, crystallises why we're doing so well this season. We've got some good finishers, we've got some good defenders, but... That commitment is what a lot of teams we've faced this season have not been able to give. And it's why we're winning games or, or you know, we're winning games by one goal or not getting beaten by more than, you know, or not getting beaten full stop. It's that commitment for me. And, and I think we've not really talked about that as much as some of the other stuff. But, it's you know, I don't, you can't really disagree with what I've just said, really. So yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's you mentioned those two moments, but it's obviously a squad thing because if you saw the way Carlton Morris, sometimes when you sub a striker on late in a game, they can sort of just sort of try and be up front and try and nick a goal. Yeah. But he he put in three or four lung-busting yeah, runs yeah. within five minutes of coming on and he was so up for covering every blade of grass and if you're subbing people on with that sort of commitment as well as the guys who are starting the games then we, we, it's no wonder we're scoring some late goals as well because we, we just don't stop and we don't give up on anything. Mm. And to be fair, I'll go back to you in a minute, Ollie, but to be fair, you've got to put that commitment in because Paul Hurst will not bring you on unless you're going to, going to do that. And you know, we can talk about subs again, I suppose, is that he didn't make any subs other than he made one very late on in the game, didn't he? In injury time, basically. But he's so committed to these players because of what they're giving him that if you come on, you've got to absolutely shine like you've never shone before to even think about getting a starting place the next week. So, yeah, it's it's, it's good all round, really, in terms of commitment. Yeah, I was just going to say I wanted to have a chat about this point. Um, you know, it's hard to criticise Hurst, but do you yes. think his lack of substitutions is going to be... Um, a negative point for us in the future because I'm just worried now, you know, we're getting, if we get injuries, we're going to have to bring in players who have really had very few minutes. Mm. So if we lose one of our midfielders um, or, you know, one of the wingers, um, you know, Agogo, Adams, um, Omar Beckel since he joined, hasn't really, he, I don't think he's really had hardly any time he came on against Wigan, didn't he? I think it was yeah. Wigan he came on against. So yeah, we're, you know, he could be rest- play, does he? Yeah, he could be resting Wally and you know giving the guys an opportunity to kind of get used to the team at the end of games. Um, and it's, I it, yeah, it's the run, the minute, Ollie. It's because we're nine games unbeaten. You never change a team on. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, but you still make substitutions, don't you? You still make substitutions. True. Yeah. True. And I, it's tricky. It's tricky, though, isn't it? You know. It's about the shape and the and the and the drilling of the team, and he must trust the guys. He must trust them implicitly, which is something I've very rarely seen from Shrewsbury Town managers. You know, even when we were doing well under Turner, he would make lots of subs, and he would probably rotate a little bit more than Hurst is. But you know, I think it's it's refreshing to see a manager be this committed to his players. But it does worry me. You know, I can't see how we can't go to Doncaster on Tuesday and either have we have to rotate this time surely because a lot of them are on their arse at the end of that game mm. and you know if we don't then you might see a very lacklustre performance I hope not and, and the way it's going probably not but it's, it is tricky to complain isn't it so far but it's yeah they look I, tired towards the end of the match on Saturday I did you did sort of notice two or three of our players were going down with cramp yeah. which is not something you're used to seeing that sort of thing you see towards you know sometime an injury time in the FA Cup final on a hot day and or I, I, yeah or preseason I think possibly there's a couple of guys there who are getting close to, and I don't like this phrase the red zone <laughs> <laughs> you know, an Arsene Wenger term um, 
And I, I think possibly we might see a little bit of rotation in the team uh, over the next few weeks, I think. I don't want us to lose, though. I want to keep this run going. I think you've got to have Yeah, but are we going to lose if we don't? Yeah, we're going to lose if we don't make these changes. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, let's, let's keep... Um, yeah, f- that's this maybe for the, um, the pre-Doncaster chat. <laughs> we're, not pa- we're not paid to make those decisions, thank God, so yeah. <laughs> that's fine. Um, but either way, yeah, it's, um, it's going to be interesting to see how Hurst deals with it because it's going to be a different problem to deal with over the next few weeks than what he's had to deal with so far. So, um, yeah, there we go. So, uh, it, you know, commitment and fitness effort, fitness levels covered that. Um, you've got here, you wanted to have a th- talk about pain uh, on the counter-attack and, and you, you talked a minute ago, actually, Ollie, you were saying this was real moment of the game um, when you were talking about one of the flow moves. I think you thought you said it was one of the moves of the game. This was the move of the game, this next one we're going to talk about, wasn't it? Where ball came to pain, lovely little back heel flick to Nolan. Nolan just bombed on quicker than I've seen him run before, played a perfect weight of pass right around the back of two defenders, found pain, came to pain, took a touch, and the keeper did well, came out and closed him right down, didn't he? And, and pain couldn't finish, unfortunately. But that would have been an unreal goal if that had gone in, wouldn't it? <laughs> I think we would have all gone absolutely bloody mental if that goal had gone in because it would have been because it was almost the the kind of the counter attack which kind of gets everyone there kind of excited anyway. Oh, was, yeah, was and then Nolan's through ball was absolutely exquisite, absolutely immense. And then Payne even did everything. He stopped their defender. Their defender went flying. Yep. And then their goalkeeper just managed to make a save of his feet. And if if it had been like you know three inches higher in the back of the net. <sighs> And I think Dang. we'd be. I don't think we'd. I think we'd still be on a high now if that had gone in, because yeah. I don't think they would. I don't think they would have won if. Sorry, I don't think they would have got a draw um, if we'd if we scored that goal. No, if we'd have gone two and that, Mike, we were not going to have lost that game. We weren't drawn that game, were we? No, if that had gone in, that move. When Payne did that back heel, I sort of took a sharp intake of breath, <laughs> and a glint turned to me. It's like, you know, this is something special. <laughs> the ball, like you say, the ball from Nolan was inch perfect, and. Had it gone in, I think I'd have just gone. I think I'd have walked out, <laughs> cut my season ticket up, and just said, "That's it, football's done for me." I go, I go and do something else on a Saturday because it yeah. was it was that it was that exciting, that good. But um, yeah, it was frustrating that didn't go in because pain so lethal this season. You'd have put your house on him to put that away. Yeah, and he worked so hard during the game again, yeah. didn't he? Oh, he deserved he a goal, deserved a goal time. again, and um, yeah, just, just uh, it was unfortunate, wasn't it? But it was just exciting. It was just brilliant to watch. To be fair, you know, I'd, if we're going to miss chances like chances, let's hope they're chances like that. Yeah. It was, it was very entertaining. So, um, I mean, that that was probably our best chance in terms of getting the second goal, wasn't it? And then they came into it a little bit more after that. I think um, they had a header, didn't they? Which, thank God, went straight to Henderson. It just literally was right down his throat, wasn't it? Because the guy connected with it really well. Um, and then, yeah, and then it sort of was going towards the end and we were starting to think, are we going to hang on here? Can we believe? And then what happened, Ollie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can see this. So, yeah, Chapman Chapman came on um, and he, he, he looks like a good player. He was decent, um, he was, yeah. And it was a bit of a mess. Toto, bless him, bless his cotton socks. <laughs> he passes the ball to the back of a Gogo's head when he was lying down. Um, I'm not sure what a Gogo was supposed to do with that ball. Um, and then, yeah. Rovers counter-attacked. Chapman ran down the wing on the right, crosses the ball into the backs. He's a bit scruffy, wasn't he? We just couldn't kind of get yeah. our feet in the right place, mm. couldn't clear it. And then Dax scores, but two town yeah, defenders um, came flying in to try and block it, but it was just a bit too late. And their fans, their fans went absolutely ballistic. It is, yeah. It was another one of those ones where, you know, a few years ago, who would have thought they'd be celebrating massive last-minute, last-few-minute winners, well, equalisers even, at Shrewsbury Town. So, yeah, I don't blame them for celebrating. I would have done the same thing in the situation, but it's a bit of a come-down for them, isn't it? They've but... got to look back at that and think, <laughs> oh, we should have just sort of done a cricket clap. Because, <laughs> you know, speaking sensibly about the two clubs, they're so much bigger than us that, you know, 
it's um, it's a bit of a come down for him, isn't it, to celebrate mm. like that? Yeah. yeah. Um, and one thing, I've not seen the replay of this goal back, but at the time I felt it was a bit fluky. I mean, it looked like there was a couple of like maybe bobbles or half deflections that eventually ended. I don't, I don't know if you've seen it back, Ollie, but is that true yeah. or not? No, it was yeah. a clear strike. It was oh, just okay. kind of like um, two town players came flying in. Kind of no, almost I mean, like. Yeah, I mean when it came into the to the guy that yeah hit. yeah sorry into the box yeah. yeah yeah it went through someone's legs yeah uh, and we and we just tried to clear it and we missed it and yeah it was just one of those ones where it was just kind of almost yeah it feels almost like fate that we we're going to get that chance to score just we couldn't do anything to, mm. to to get the ball away. So if you when I ask you to this question, as soon as that goal went in, what did you think Paul Hurst was going to do? Do you think he was going to go defensive, play for a point? Or did you think he was going to do what he actually did, which was go insane and let them keep attacking and not even going for the corner? <laughs> I, I didn't think he changed the the way we were playing because we were on top. We yeah, were the better true. side yeah. uh, for the majority of that half. Um, so I just thought we'd keep going. I didn't think we'd keep. I didn't think we'd get as much space to attack with sort of like the swashbuckling style we we sort of went for the last twenty minutes. But it's testament again the faith in the team that they've got that they can get something out of that. As again, they can keep going. You know, it was end to end, wasn't it? That last bit, Ollie frighteningly so you know we could have easily have lost it as we could have won it in the last sort of five minutes in a bit of injury time but you know there was a minute where there was like two minutes to go and I was just like I'd, I'd have been happy with the draw you know I'd have loved to have got a win and I was like corners corners yeah. and Wally just kept running didn't he kept going into the box trying to cross and then they get the ball and attack us again and it was I think one of the sort of BBC um, journalists was there covering the game because obviously Blackburn are a big team and we're obviously doing well I think they had some, some of their fo- more senior football people there and he described the game as a great advert for League One which is 100% true isn't it yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, if, if we 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 did do well going forward, and we yeah, we just took our fitness carried us through. Um, and oh, if if that a go go strike where he hits it down <laughs> into the ground, he hasn't scored for us no, yet. He's and never going to score for us. I'll if, put it out but there. if he'd scored, then he gets so many. He gets a few opportunities a game, and I'd love him to score. But um, oh. yeah, he's just one of. It just seems like one of those players is going to be your best player who never scores. You know, like yeah. Mike actually when we used to yeah. play with him, all you know, shifting. <laughs> well, I like but, it. Could never finish for anything, so yeah, quite similar. But yeah, it was the last player you actually wanted that to fall to in some respects, and it was he was he snatched it, didn't he? It was a half sort of half volley, wasn't it? Bouncing up and just didn't quite connect with it enough, and um, yeah, and then they had another little chance near the end, didn't they? And it was just uh, yeah, it was an exciting end to the game, but um, wasn't to be. A draw is a draw, I suppose, and still undefeated, and yeah, a huge roar at the end, even though we'd only drawn, which was fantastic. Yeah, there was a bit of a yeah, it was a good. Yeah, everyone <laughs> went home happy again, yeah. um, and it. And I, well, I don't know, um, my my kind of like in one word, I felt disappointed. So, yeah, if you had to summarise yeah, in one word, what would you guys say? Yeah, I was surprised, actually. That's my commitment. But I came out and we bumped into each other, didn't we, Ollie? And you yeah. were like quite, I thought you were a bit down. And we walked back to Sainsbury's and you were a bit like, uh, and it, I could see it kind of drift out of you a bit eventually by the time we got to Sainsbury's. But initially you were like disappointed, which is which is testament to how we're doing, isn't it, really? Yeah. That we're disappointed coming away from only drawing with Blackburn. I... I I, I was saying to you at the time, and I say the same thing now, and I probably I feel the same now, is that I couldn't be too disappointed with that, you know, considering where we are and taking the whole season in context and what our club is. Um, yeah, game's a game, in it? But I'd have been 100% happy even before the start of the game on Saturday to have taken a point from Blackburn. So I, I was pretty happy with it, to be honest with you, Ollie. I'm not oh, yeah, def- I wasn't being, I wasn't being no, uh, analytical no. or um, or thinking about anything too much. I was just, my my gut, my, my um, kind of gut emotion mm. was we could have won that game. And yeah, we should okay. have potentially have won that game. What about you, Mike? Uh, yeah, I, I, was, I think I'm in the same camp as Ollie disappointed I think and yeah, which okay. is a surprising feeling so yeah it's surprising, disappointment definitely. you know <laughs> yeah. um, pre-match I'd have took a point and then you're coming out thinking that feels like two points dropped um, it's a, but it's a, and then you walk home but it's not 
the, the disappointment that eats away at you, you're like a happy disappointment. You're like, ah, oh, yeah. points dropped against Blackburn, brilliant. Like, yeah, I think maybe my, my difference is because you guys didn't go to Oldham, did you? Where it was a little bit like, oh, that's three points gained. Do you know what I mean? When we didn't play mm. very well, and maybe the same for the last three games when you think about it. So I think I think I'm just balancing up for the last few games where we didn't play very well and got three points in three consecutive games. Then we played probably better against Blackburn than we have done in the last three league games for me. And didn't get a point, so it swings and it swings around. At the end of the day, we got ten points from four games, uh, and we only played brilliantly for probably you know a couple of halves and and the Blackburn game most of it. You know that's fine. <laughs> that's still championship form, as as everyone always says. If you take two points a game, you're pretty much there or thereabouts for promotion, aren't you? So even then, over the last four games, we're still well ahead of that. So yeah, fantastic. Uh, yeah, I think it's fair enough. Though. And I think I I would agree with you guys in that most people probably felt like that leaving the game um, from some of the other guys I talked to. So yeah, it's fair enough. Um, yeah. So yeah, we did shade it though. We had more shots than them, and eventually we had more possession than them as well by the end, didn't we? So fifty-four yeah, percent to forty-six. More corners see- as well. Yeah, more corners. So yeah, you look at the stats as well. We did definitely shade it, and a lot of Blackburn fans um, on Twitter and Facebook and and some other bits and pieces were saying you should be gutted you didn't win that, or you know you were a good team, or you should have won that. There's so, two camps, wasn't there? There was yeah. definitely two camps of Blackburn Rovers fans. Well, yeah, there is the <laughs> the slightly moronic camp as well. <laughs> the, the, oh, I don't know. Don't even ask. Um, so there we go. So top threes then, I guess, is probably. Uh, worth running through we'll start with Mike if you want um, yeah my my pick for man of the match was a go-go because he just he didn't stop leading us the whole time and, and the way he drives us on and he does like all, like you guys were saying all the work that sort of doesn't get noticed he's there churning that out but actually he got in some good positions to nearly score this week and, and just generally a great captain's performance again I thought um, second I went for Nolan who kept us ticking over and, and created a few of the good goal scoring opportunities we came up with certainly that ball to Payne, uh, the one that he just sort of scuffed into the keeper. And then third, I went for Matt Sadler, who, again, he's sort of week in, week out, keeping those levels up, and he's, he's not getting the praise he deserves because he's not scoring the goals or doing the last-ditch tackles that Toto's doing, but he's mm. just so consistent. Yep. And, and I don't think he lost a header or a tackle that he went in for, so I went for Sadler third. Yeah, it's probably worth me doing mine next because mine are quite similar to Mike. So I went for Abs, uh, number one, and for Nolan, number two, same as Mike. But I went for the three kings all together this week, so... Uh, I had Godfrey as my third third place. Um, I just think yeah, young. We've said well, I've said the same thing last few weeks. So I probably won't labour the point, but again, just a fantastically solid performance from a young pros on loan here. You know, <laughs> putting in an absolute shift every week. Big, beefy, strong, um, and with those those three just complement each other so much. I could I could watch that free midfielders play all day. It is absolutely um, enjoyable to watch. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with those points. Um, I went for Godfrey number one. Um, Nolan number two. I thought Nolan had a great performance. Yeah. Um, he really, you know, kind of got back to his almost best in terms of running the show midfield, which is a testament considering the amount of, you know, the amount of money that and the Blackburn midfielders <laughs> are on. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I really torn on third, and he kind of he doesn't deserve to be there. So I've put Toto third, and his <laughs> distribution in, at times was absolutely appalling. It was. But then, but then defensively, he put his body on the line, did loads of good tackles. Um, he had a proper battle. Um, with their uh, with their striker, um, yeah. so yeah, I went for Toto third because I think I thought overall um, he he had a good game. He just um, he just needs to work on his passing. That's for sure. That's for sure. Oh, well, yeah. there we go. Have you got any three word match reports this week, Ollie? Yeah, there was. So um, yeah, it's a funny one from um, from one of the fans was um, yeah um, Blackburn hold Shrewsbury, which I think is quite funny. <laughs> um, two points dropped, well earned yeah. point, hard fought game. Um, someone's gone for City, United, Salop in terms of the only teams that are unbeaten. 
um, which is a bit unfair actually because in the sense that they've played a lot less games than us. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, fan zone great, three points clear, chances were missed. Um, yeah, still top. Um, and then yeah, two still, words. Huh? Yeah, I, well, he actually <laughs> says a swear word in the middle, so I kind oh, of okay, edited that quickly as I was going through. Self-censorship. So, yeah, so um, um, block nineteen, bouncing. Um, and yeah, nothing to fear. So yes, and yeah. very happy time fans. Good stuff, good stuff. And again, Hursty was just as happy as the rest of us this week, wasn't he, Ollie, in terms of his post-match? Uh, yeah, you've, you've listened to it back, haven't you? What was it? He sound, it sounds like he was enjoying himself. Yeah, he, he had a smile on his face. Um, and interestingly, you were saying um, good um, kind of summary in your, um, just before the three, um, the sorry, top three players, Glenn, you were talking about performances. And he mentioned how it was it was a good performance, and you're right. Actually, it was a good observation for himself there because Oldham we didn't play very well, did we? And, nope. and Jellingham we kind of yeah we didn't play great. Um, so yeah, it was good to get have a good performance. So he said he enjoyed it, and he said the dressing feels like they've been a defeat, which mm. shows how far we've come. Um, he says we need to get that cushion in in a game, um, and also he's referring there to the pain goal to save our legs. Yeah, um, and he said we played a top team, held our own, no comparison in wages. Um, he's enjoying managing this group. Um, and he also, you know, Purse often mentions he doesn't took a look at the league and all this kind of stuff. But he knew <laughs> that we're the last team, we're the only team now in the football league that haven't been defeated. So yep. he does look at the stats. No, he does. Of course he does. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm sure all players and goalkeepers and, and strikers know how many goals they've scored and goal records they could get. They must know it all. But you've got, he's got to try and keep our feet yeah. on the ground, hasn't he? I mean, we've, we've talked about Hurst a lot, Mike, and um, had our say on him. I'm sure that you're probably going to come up with as many positives. What is it? What do you think he... He's doing, or what's the thing that's impressing you the most about this season compared to last season? Uh, he's a man with a plan and yeah. a clear plan, which I think you could argue Mickey Mellon really struggled. Mickey to Mellon had a plan, but he changed <laughs> it every five minutes. Yeah, well, he's, yeah, his plan was no plan. Um, <laughs> and he's he's coming with clear ideas. He's he's built a balanced squad. He's got two players for every position, um, and it sounds so simple when you look back and think about it. He's got them super fit. He's got a balanced squad with options off the bench. He signed some really quality players. He somehow got Roland signing checks, which is a big thing. Um, and I think just he just seems to have come in with a great idea. Him and Doigie obviously work hard behind the scenes to make sure that plan's well formed. But yeah, it all comes down to the planning, doesn't it? He's not going in there and just signing any old sort of old stager with a bit of a reputation who's coming down the leagues and just getting them in because they might turn out to be good. He's identified these players he's dealt with for a long time brought him in and yeah he just seems to be totally on top of everything yeah bang on bang on and and in terms of <laughs> in terms of Hursty obviously we've got nothing negative to say about him but what about their manager old Tony Mowbray Jesus he was a bit dis- disparaging about us wasn't he at the end of the game a little bit of whinging here and there what did you pick up any of what he said Ollie no, I didn't really. I didn't. I think he basically said he, say. he basically said the same thing everyone else says to us: that sort of we should be beating this lot, but you know, in no, in no, no, un, not those terms. But yeah, he wasn't. Um, yeah, it wasn't overly positive about us. It was. It was more about how we should be doing better, and you know, we shouldn't be you know letting teams like Shrewsbury beat us. Essentially, which I wasn't particularly. But is that? But is that him focusing in on his own team, thinking how again talking about money, how much they earn, where they've come from? Oh yeah, well he's not so wrong, is he? Yeah, so maybe he's thinking. So yeah, I can see how you could say maybe that is from a choose position maybe he's even negative but maybe he's just purely thinking 
these guys need to. Well, obviously they clearly underperformed. They got relegated from the championship. Yep. So yep. Um, yeah, they need to put their ideas up. If they've got I any think it's. Ch- I think it's all us as Town fans wanting to see the recognition from everybody at the moment because we yeah. certainly deserve yeah. it. And we got a shout out, didn't we, on um, on the bloody Channel Five Goal Show? And then I heard earlier on this afternoon there was a, a town fan on six oh six on BBC yep. Radio Five Live. Yeah, which so Dan Simpson got on. Yeah, we should yeah. do a shout out for him. It was. I didn't hear it. Did you hear Ollie? Yeah, it was good. Did. Yeah, I was oh, chopping chopping my tea, getting ready, and um, yeah, he um, yeah, it was a good good summary of where we are. And um, actually, fair play to um, Kelly Kate. One, she always pronounces Shrewsbury properly, um, and secondly, they did do a call out to Shrews fans to come on. Um, so that was cool. Yeah, and their manager was only reflecting the behaviour of some Blackburn fans who were absolutely. Yeah. Terrible whinges online last night. Some of this, again, it was similar to Wigan. It's only those two teams, really, that is... Well, Oldham a little and bit And Oldham as well, as well yeah. yeah. They're all ex-premiership teams, aren't yeah. they? Former premiership, pattern. chip on your shoulder. Think, <laughs> yeah. think, you, you think it's 15 years ago when you were half-decent. Um, it's nice, it's sort of a nice position as a Shubri fan with... You know, we haven't been good since, you know, wherever it was, the 80s or what have you, really... In, mm. the, in the in the grand scheme of the football pyramid, so it it makes me laugh when you see these guys who you know we were the founding member the olden fans we were the founding members of the Premier League and he got relegated in the first <laughs> season he'd never been back in there so. But I think that's one yeah. of the things. I think I think one of the things that I think is quite you know when they have those old league tables in the program and stuff. Yeah. I think one of the things that you don't when you're a bit younger you don't you just think you know Man United are at the top and you know the league structure is is what it is. But when you look back over the last ten twenty years even thirty years, you know time were established championship team. So anyone who's grown up in the eighties would would see Shrewsbury as a championship club. Um, and you look at the Premier League now. You've got Bournemouth in there. You've got um, obviously Brighton in there now. People move, don't they? You go up and down and, you know, think how long it took Sheffield United, um, who obviously had a good result today, to get back oh, into yeah. the championship. Um, and, yeah, you, you don't, you, you earn your rights of your position in the league by your performances. Um, and that's why teams like Portsmouth and Bradford City have yeah, been in the lower leagues for a while. Mm. I think other fans don't really get our story sometimes either, that we went no. from almost going out of existence if we haven't got out of the conference, had some incredibly dark times in the conference, losing 6-0 at Boston, for example. You know, For me, in my supporting career, that's the lowest it got. And now, since whatever that was, what was it? I can't remember what era it was now. Maybe 2003, 2004, something like yeah, that. Since then, we've, we've, like that, yeah. Yeah, we've battled through we've kept going we've moved forward as a club you know we've always been looking in the right direction taking steps forward and in the intervening period you can only really look at a team like Burton who have in the last 10 to 12 years who have actually moved on as much as we without have without big many money teams. so you'd yeah. say Bournemouth have done it but Bournemouth have done yeah, it Russian true, money true, true. Russian yeah, money but without, that's true but without the money Ollie you're right you know there are some more teams I suppose who've gone on a bit further but there's not many of us that, no. that could say have had a better 10-15 years of us in terms of the profile and, and the way the whole club has come forward and so yeah why, why the hell shouldn't we be enjoying it at the moment yeah. and there's 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 if there's three or four have gone that way there's tens that have gone the other way yes, I work with a Swindon exactly. fan who <laughs> it's almost you know he's talking about when they were in the premiership and now they're 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 really struggling and um, yeah you know, they've got Ollie Lancashire getting man of the match, so you know, that's <laughs> Yeah, it's funny you mentioned um, other clubs. There's a guy, one of the suppliers um, of mine, um, he's he's a big Stockport County fan. Like, they've just completely disappeared. Chester, yeah, Wrexham, loads of clubs. Torquay are in the non-league still, aren't they? So. Mm. Yeah, well, I used to like Stockport. Stockport was always a good day yeah, away, good wasn't day it? Away, yeah. In a fancy dress night. Yeah. It was the last day of the season there once. That was a good laugh. But yeah, it's lots of clubs that have gone to... So I, we've gone a bit off topic, haven't we? Yeah. But I think it is worth... I think it's the context that other fans don't see is that they just think we've always been like a League 1, League 2 team and what we're we just having a good for. season, but yeah. Yeah, it's not, is it? It is the pinnacle of, of 
what, 15 years work really as far as I'm concerned so yeah, yeah there we go what were the other scores anyway around the grounds this week yeah. that were actually sorry just before you say that just worth talking about oh, the chants so there was the really oh, funny yeah. one where we were chanting <laughs> we are staying up which kind of put <laughs> yeah, into good. context for them and then also there was at one point when one of their players I think it was Chapman like blasted the ball into lower orbit yeah. and we started singing um, your effing shit which I thought yeah. was hilarious and they couldn't um, say anything could they no, yeah, it was very <laughs> funny. But yeah, around the grounds. Um, so yeah, I, when I heard saw this result when I was preparing for the pod, I literally did actually laugh out loud after all the Oldham <laughs> fans gave me a load of abuse on Twitter last week. <laughs> so they lost 5-1. Big Oldham, massive yep. club. Founding member members of the, of the Premier League. League. Yeah, exactly, let's not forget. Yeah. Yeah. Um, lost 5-1 <laughs> to Oldham. <laughs> to Rotherham. Yeah, sorry, to Rotherham away. So I just thought that was hilarious. My poor boss was telling me when we drove around last week, we'll be fine at Rotherham. I, see, I saw enough against us, against you. We'll be fine at Rotherham. I was I, like, if he was my boss, I'd get a new job. <laughs> no, I, I, he kept, I only saw him once on Friday, just as he was leaving the office. So I'd been in and out of the office a little bit last week, and he'd been in the office. And I was like, oh, you were keeping your head down this week, were you, were you mate? And uh, he was like, oh, no, it'll be fine. We'll be fine. And then oh, God knows what he's going to be like on Monday. He's going to be inconsolable, I'd imagine. So... I'm going to have to be very gentle again, poor yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah. So I'm looking at the top, because obviously we only look at the top top half of the table these well, days. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, Peterborough um, won 3-2 against Wigan, which is an interesting one. So, mm. yeah, Mr. Cook won't be happy again losing. Um, and obviously Peter are doing really well, aren't they? So Peter and Rotherham are, yeah, having, I think they those two Second teams. Second and third. Yeah, yeah, they're going to be up there. You know, obviously they can't keep up with the mighty shrews, but um, they'll definitely be there near the end of the season. Well, that was a good result for us, wasn't it? Because it yeah. kept us, instead of having a one-point lead, it kept us having a... A three-point lead if we're going to do one. So, um, yeah, that was a good result for us, I thought. Yeah, and I thought one game was also interesting as well is, um, yeah, Plymouth lost um, 3-0 to Doncaster, who yeah. we've got next. But, yeah, Plymouth and Portsmouth, you know, um, it was interesting, actually. I didn't realise this. You know Josh Widdicombe, the comedian? Yeah. Um, he st- he no. was on that, he's on that uh, Totally <laughs> Football show. Do you, you do know who he is, Glenn? I have no idea. You know, Glenn's, not. Glenn's not up with the zeitgeist. Oh, he's on the, he does the <laughs> he went and watched Rob Brydon the other night. Is he a wrestler? <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't realise this. He actually started his career as a football journalist um, and he's a Plymouth fan and he was talking on yeah, um, right. the Totally Football Show podcast about how League One is tough um, and it's just, for me, I just I like seeing particularly Portsmouth not doing that well because all their fans have thought they were going to walk this league. Yeah, um, remember when they played us last game of the season? And uh, that they were morons then, weren't they? Yeah, well, I remember chatting to a Portsmouth fan as we were walking out that day. I've never seen. Also, one point on that game, I can always remember it, is their central defender kicked the ball and it went up, like directly up. Like, <laughs> didn't even go like forward, like five centimeters. It just went directly up. And I remember chatting to a Portsmouth fan saying, "Oh, we'll get out of League One. We'll walk it." And they were there for quite a few years, weren't they? So mm. always we're firing shots here tonight, aren't we? Now we're yeah. the big boys. In Take dangerous. this, Oldham, Blackburn, Portsmouth. In danger sounded a bit bitter, if that does. Yeah. <laughs> but I think one of the things I'd definitely say about Shrewsbury fans is we've definitely got a sense of humility. Yes. You know, we we are in the main. You know, Paul Hurst often talks about Shrewsbury fans, doesn't he? Compared to other clubs, um, that were quite conservative a bit, and we're quite, you know, we're, we're quite calm and we're quite fair. Yeah, no one's getting caught up in this too much and like giving people loads of grief about how we're going to smash everyone every week, are they? I said to somebody at work, we'll still be scrapping for the last point to stay up on the last day of the season. (laughs) We'll be on that, aren't we? But yeah, we're not not counting our chickens, are we? So... Um, yeah, there we go. We're just we're just enjoying the ride. So exactly. um, there we go. And and you mentioned Doncaster there. We'll, we'll yeah. probably just go straight into this and then yeah, the predictions definitely. all in wrap it up this week because uh, we've had a guest. But um, yeah, we've obviously got Doncaster next, and we'll do our predictions for that. But we were just previously talking about fitness and stuff and potentially changes. And and from what you said, you're expecting some changes, Ollie. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Interesting. Um. So I think we need to change a couple of players. I'd hope to see maybe three, at least three changes. 
Mm. Um, so yeah, Mike, would you expect to see some changes um, in the team? Yeah, I'd, I'd have thought you'd see Beckles get a game probably. Yeah, because I like to see Beckles. He, he's quite well thought of, and we paid some good money for him. And we looked to like Toto certainly looked like he was struggling. Yeah, I think if Morris is on his way back, we might see um, we might see a, a, what's his name, the young chap from Norwich. Bryn Morris. Oh no, Abu Adams. Adams. Yeah, Adams might yeah. get a game because with Morris coming back, you know, we're not that at risk with with losing a, a body in there. And then maybe Morris will get a game at the top just to, just to freshen it up a bit, I think. But the wide positions seem pretty stable. Yeah, it's just it depends on whether Wally and Rodman are 100% match fit or they are struggling from this amount of running they're doing. You've got Ganua who could potentially play as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and also for Ganua, I, I think yeah. he should have come on a bit more. He was really good against Coventry. Yeah, he was terrible at Telford, though. We won't go back over that. But um, the um, the other one that potentially has got an outside chance, I think, but I wouldn't want to change the three mid- central midfield is Bryn Morris, who Paul Hurst was very, very positive about in the press this week. Did you see that? He said he offers something yep. none of the other players can. And I'm not too sure. I think he was on the bench, so I'm presuming he must be match fit now. So potentially there's an option there in central midfield or maybe bringing him on at the end of a game instead of Adams uh, if we're needing to attack more. So we've definitely got options. And, and I wouldn't be worried about seeing any of those players get a good run, really. So... Yeah, why not? Why not mix it up? So, if we're expecting changes and we do mix it up a little bit, what what about predictions? What are we going to go for? Do you want, who's, I want. Oh, well, we should just mention, Ollie. I got my prediction right last week, you didn't did. I? I went one-one, so I'm ahead again by three points. So, yeah, we'll cover that next week. But I think maybe let's give Mike the first stab at this. What do you think in terms of the score? At uh, we're not going to predict Don, Doncaster, are we? Actually, I suppose. Or no, are we, we're not. No, we normally go. We normally go on to the um, the Saturday game, don't we? But maybe if you mix we, it up. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. It doesn't really matter. It's the Doncaster because it's the next yeah. game. And it, yeah, it doesn't really matter, does it? Right, so Mike. What's, yeah. What's my prediction? <laughs> Doncaster away Tuesday night. Might be a bit tired. Um, we're gonna win one nil because because <laughs> we're all really positive at the moment. One nil. Mm. I'm I'm I'll go next if you don't mind, Ollie. I will go for one one again. I think we've probably got enough to scrap a draw there, even if we are tired and we mixed it up a bit. So. They've done well in the last few games, but um, I'll go one-one. Oh, um, I, I kind of think we're gonna. Well, I just, I just know we're gonna lose soon because we're a Shrewsbury Town fan, oh, well, and they. we're gonna. And we, but we just always lose, don't we? Like we just always lose. So it's just hard to. I'm gonna go for two or draw. I'm gonna go for goals. Oh, good lad. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go for two or draw. Another point. Carry on being the only team in football league without ten games unbeaten. Yeah, ten Amazing. games unbeaten. That's what we won, isn't it? And you're going, aren't yeah. you, Glenn? Well, I, I said, we've got a mate of ours who sits next to us, Handy Davis, and we were talking, saying, he was like, you're going to go to Doncaster on Tuesday night? I was like, well, I might not be able to, I'm obviously working and uh, stuff like that. And then by the time we finished the game, and it was so exciting, and we're still unbeaten, I was like, probably going to have to go to Doncaster now, Andy. You was this that? a cider? So, yeah, well, yeah, it might have been that one pint of cider I had. So yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go, probably take Andy, I'll text him tomorrow, and maybe anyone else that's up for it. So uh, yeah, I'll be there. Are on, you going to go, Tuesday Mike? Night. You're no. going to twist your arm? <laughs> no, I'm not going to be there. Um, no I'm going to Blackpool tomorrow night for a gig, so I'm not. I could go on the Tuesday, I suppose, but no, I'm going away. So away yeah. I'll be back, um, but I'll get it on the radio. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking. It's it's nice to look forward to games again, isn't yeah. it? It's just it's, it's going to be a season of fun, regardless of what happens now. It's, yeah, right. it's been so good that we can we can only get behind it and look forward to it. I think. Mike's saving his powder for Warsaw away. Uh, Warsaw away on I the train. It's my birthday, and uh, we're having a nice. Uh, Boys, boys, boys on the train to all sort of way. So, yeah, we'll have, yeah. A, we'll have a nice away day that day. Yeah, that no, sounds a good one. <laughs> good stuff. There we go. Another uh, unbeaten game then. So, yeah, when I, I didn't think you'd get to nine podcasts without us losing this season, Ollie, did you? So, yeah, we're, we're almost there. So, it's pretty good going for us this year, isn't it? It is going fantastically <laughs> well. It's just unbelievable, isn't it? Like, I, 
I've got a lot of friends at work, obviously working for a big company. You get people from all over the country. So yeah, I've got like Bolton fans and Middlesbrough fans and um, Newcastle fans and everyone going, choose you one again and we'll keep looking out for your result. So yeah, it's funny. It's um, it's great. It's great going to work. It's great going to work on Mondays as well now with all the sort of football fans are in there. And obviously like you're probably like the same as me, you, you know, your friends who you work with and your colleagues know you're a huge, massive Shrewsbury Town mm-hmm. fan and they want to talk to you about it now. They want to find out what's going on because it is a good story than football. So yeah, I'm looking forward to going in tomorrow and getting, yeah. getting catch to catching up with everybody. So <laughs> there we go. We shall catch up with everyone we work with tomorrow and we shall catch up with all the listeners next week, Ollie. So uh, yes, we'll be back next Sunday with two games to cover. We're hoping to get another guest on, aren't we? So we yep. should really say thanks to Mike for joining us this week. Cheers, mate. No props, lads. Yeah, nice to be back anytime you need me. Yeah, it's good. He's, he's all regular. As long as we're still winning. I don't <laughs> want to do another one of those negative ones again. Oh, it was tiring last year, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, and, and we'll put a word out for the... We've got a list of guests again, so we'll, we'll be in contact this week. And uh, yeah, it'd be nice to have another three next week, Ollie. Yep, definitely. Good stuff. Right. Anyway, thank you for listening, everybody, and we shall catch you next Sunday. Oh!